Welcome back to the Goal to Go podcast, man. Week six of the NFL season, episode seven of the podcast. Alex, Tyler, kicking it off with another segment of Hot or Not. Sir. Going to see how we did last week, overall record. Going to week six picks, who we got for the week. Today's Tuesday, so we got some playoff baseball on in the background. Man, Guardians play at 7.30, 20 minutes. You already know. Go Cleveland. I'm going to start it off. Last week's predictions, we both went same exact record, 10-6. and six. I'm sitting at 43-37 and 37 on the year. You're sitting at 49-31. and 31. Um, I guess I bounced back from last week. You downgraded a little. You went twelve and four last week. I went seven and nine. So only up from here, man. You see me getting better once again. Back to my regular self. So we're gonna start it off, man. Hot or not? Go ahead and throw you. I got three. You so gonna I'm start? Gonna, yeah, I'm gonna start you off with right. three. Go. First one, staying in your division, the NFC East. Cooper Rush should be the Cowboys starter for the rest of the year. Uh, I'm going to say that's not a hot take, but I don't think he should be the starter. He's been playing really good. He's still undefeated as a starter. Um, I saw a stat. I, f- I forgot where I saw it. I don't know who said it, but it was some crazy shit. It was like Cooper Rush was the first quarterback in NFL history to have like a 90-plus QBR in his first four games or something like that. Like some wild shit. But... I think right now the Cowboys are just winning because of defense, not really because of Cooper Rush. I mean, he's playing hes playing good football. He's being conservative. He's making the throws and the plays he needs to make. But ultimately, I just think this team, it just comes down to how really good and elite their defense is playing and the people and the players they have on that defense. I think you get Dak back fully healthy this year. He starts getting those playmakers involved like we know he can. I think the Cowboys... They could potentially be, you know, like a, a wild card contender playoff spot. I think at this point, two teams will make it from the NFC East, and I think it will be the Cowboys and Eagles. But yeah, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it's not a hot take just because of how good he's been playing. But I, I think Dak should eventually come in. It's still play the Eagles twice, right? Yeah, we play them this week, and then uh, I don't know the next time we play them. I think it's Sam. I mean, the Cowboys pull off two. Uh, Eagles could be the wild card team after that. Well, uh, yeah, it, I'm not gonna say it's impossible, <laughs> I but I'm just I, fucking I, with you. I think two teams will definitely make it from the NFC East at this point. We play them next week, and I want to say at the end of the season, yeah, on Christmas Eve. Okay, a little Christmas Eve action. Second hot or not for you? Damian Pierce has emerged as offensive rookie of the year. Um. I'm going to say that's not a hot take. Off the top of my head, I can't really think of anyone else. And, you know, the big position you want to think about is quarterback. And so far, Kenny Pickett hasn't really done much to win that award. And that their schedule do, does not get any easier at all. I know they have – they just played the Bills. I think they play the Ravens again. I know they play us. They play some really, really tough games. And it's going to be really, really hard – for Kenny Pickett to get his feet under him, especially in that offense. So right now, I'm trying to think. In the, there's n- Chris Olave has a good case, I think, down in New Orleans. He's been playing really good. 
but he just got a bad a bad concussion where he just like he was like knocked out on the field. So how long is that gonna keep him out? I mean, barring like you know, Kenneth Walker could be a dark horse. Rashad Penny's gone down. He looked pretty good coming he in for him against nice. New Orleans. Yeah, but I think right now it's pretty safe to say that it's Damian Pierce. He's he's had some pretty good games. And he ran well last week against that Jaguars defense that I was, you know, kind of high on. Held him to no touchdown, so was able to run the ball, control the clock. So I think, I think right now he he is a front runner. All right, the Bucks, but specifically Brady, are back to form. Uh, I'm gonna say that is a hot take. They looked really good against the Chiefs. Was that two weeks ago on Sunday night? Yeah. They put up a bunch of points, but last week, the Falcons, you know, if it wasn't for that roughing the passer call, we might have a different story here. It was a lot of a lot of check downs to Leonard Fournette. You know, I was lucky enough to have him in one of my fantasy leagues. He had like, like 36. He had, yeah, he had like 11 targets, like eight receptions or something like that. A lot of check downs. I just think we need to see Chris Godwin get back healthy, and honestly, I just I really really think Brady is just missing that safety net at the tight end that he's had for you know his entire career in Gronk. But I think the Bucks they'll be okay. They'll make the playoffs. I think they should win that division easily. So they yeah. they got time when they won the Super Bowl. I think they started off like um yeah it was they, they didn't they didn't have that many wins. I think through week seven they only they were what. They started off slow. They just got hot right at the um, right time. But yeah, they. I think the book they'll be okay. They'll win the division. They'll they'll get some home playoff games. And I think it's Tom Brady. You know, he'll figure it out. That defense is really good too. So I think they'll be okay. But I think it is a hot take right now. All right, that's gonna go for my hotter now. I'm trying to look. See what their record was. I think they 2020, right? Oh yeah, because I remember, but they had that one bad uh, loss to the Saints, bro, and everyone was like, "The Bucks are washed." Like Brady's like over with, and then they just started playing really good football. I mean, they won their last three. I'd have to go through and look. Just just hit me with your hot or not, so I might come back to it. All right. Hot or not, Geno Smith will be better than Russell Wilson in every quarterback category this year. It's not a hot take. I mean, we're five weeks into the season, over a quarter of the season. Just got told Russell Wilson uh, he's got an injury. So the Astros just hit a walk-off against yeah, the Mariners in the bottom of the ninth. You just hit a it had off. to. I don't even know who it is. Alvarez? Oh, it's Alvarez. Yeah. You're Dono Alvarez, I'm pretty sure. Uh, if I'm not, don't come for me. Hate the Astros. Anyways, Wilson, he has that, was it like late shoulder injury? Like, yeah, I think it's his um, labrum or something. Yeah, his like, labrum. Right, like right here in yeah. his throwing arm or some shit like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's playing injured. He had a shot and still... I mean, we all watched that game on Thursday night. It was yeah. a shit show. Uh, Geno Smith, I mean, even if he doesn't keep playing the way he's been playing, he just plays serviceable. That's better than what Russell Wilson's been playing, unless Russell Wilson comes onto the scene. Like, mm-hmm. Russell Wilson's usually the guy that goes 
eight games, looks like him, and yeah. then falls off. Yeah. So, I mean, if he does the reverse this season, then maybe. But I'm, I'm going to say that Geno Smith is probably going to finish. An extension to that question. I don't have this written down. I just thought of it. Do you, do you think he's been playing like this because of the injury? Or do you think, like, there's more to his play and that they kind of just, you know, threw that injury out there because he's not looking the best? Probably both. I mean, how long has that injury been going I on think they for? Said against the Raiders, he got it. What was that week, like two or three? I think it might have been. Either way, I mean, obviously coming into a new offense, a new team for your first time, and he's played in the NFL for, I don't know, a good amount of time on the Seahawks, knew nothing else than Pete Carroll. So, I mean, it takes yeah. time to get adjusted, but you can't just blame it on the injury. I've been there try to blame it on the Baker Mayfield injury. Four. Yeah. Look, look, look at him now. Uh, he's absolute dog shit. They need a new quarterback in Carolina. Um, they're, they're ready to trade DJ Moore and other pieces. Yeah, like, yeah. come on. It, it clearly wasn't the injury. And, uh, just yeah, I think it comes down to more than just the injury because, I mean, it, it, watching that game, especially, you know, at the end, in that red zone where you had KJ Hamler wide open in the on the slant, you know it was just a a case of Russ was just locked on Cortland's sign. He wasn't really looking anywhere else. He wasn't going through his reads. And if you have an injury like that, like I don't understand why you're trying to play like you don't have that injury. Like you saw him overshoot Jerry Judy. Like uh, it, like it just messes with your accuracy. You're not going to be able to like you know be that good on those throws. So I don't know why he's playing like he. He can still make those throws when if he is injured, like he, they say he is, and he is limited, like then you should play to your strength and not try to, you know, take deep, like down the field shots or, you know, make all these crazy throws when you when you can't. Yeah. Um, when you, I was just going to ask you, do you think it's a mental block in Wilson as well? Like, I just, I don't think it's a mental block. I think one, I think he, there is a downgrade in weapons. I think DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, you see how they basically just revamped Geno Smith's career. I was just going to say, you watched Geno Smith drop those absolute dimes. Yes. Like Tyler Lockett I'm is one the of the bread basket, bro. Tyler Lockett is one of the best deep threat receivers in the league. He has been for the past, what, five, six years? Like, and that was Russell's favorite throw, you know, that big, yeah. high moon ball, the deep ball. So, and Tyler Lockett was probably the best receiver for that. So, he doesn't really have that down in Denver, plus DK Metcalf. He's, you know, arguably the most physical receiver in the league. You know, just throw it up anywhere around him. He's going up to get it. He can run by any defender. I just think it's a mix between that and... They don't really. I think him and um Nathaniel Hackett really aren't on the same page. And I know coming into this year, they were saying like it's gonna be Russell's offense. Like we're gonna let Russ cook. Where you kind of see that he needs a sous chef, man. It can't all be on <laughs> Russ, you know. He needs help in the kitchen. And I think if the Broncos want to get back on track, there's gonna have to be more of them working together rather than you know Hackett trying to do things his way just because he was Roger's best friend in practice and Russ, you know, living off of a Super Bowl that he was carried to by the Legion of Boom. They got to come together, do what they do best and make things work until then. I, I And Russ has to get healthy because if he is injured, I'm not going to say like he's not hurt, but Russ needs to get healthy and they just got to 
You just got to get the offense together, man. They need to get on the same page. I was just just about to ask you, bro. How how long have you been cooking that one up? Like in I your head, just like, came nah. up with that like right You're now. You're hilarious, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you hilarious. All right, the next one. Um, AFC East, hot or not? The AFC East is the best division in football. That's a hot take. The AFC East. Are you serious right now? Yeah, the a- the uh, AFC oh East. God. You're talking. All right, the. The Patriots, they got a big statement win. The Patriots literally just held the best offense in football to zero points. See, I'm not ready to just call them the best offense. No, but they, they were. They, they like, statistically um, are. Yeah, they, you're right. Statistically, you're right. I know. All right. Let me, let me finish. All right. It's Jared Goff at the end of the day. You saw what Bill Belichick did to Jared Goff in a Super Bowl game with arguably better weapons. Um. Not gonna say a better coach because McVay obviously a great coach in his own right. Bill Belichick obviously one of the best. Um, it was a young McVay, a young yeah. McVay. But Bill, at the end of the day, he knows how to go out there and get some wins for his team. Whether that's his scheme shutting down uh, opponents' top threats, just eliminating them from the game. That's what he's been known to do. Defensive side of the ball. Yeah, it turned around and handed that ball off to Stevenson. He was getting some yards. He was, and we're gonna talk about the Patriots a little bit later with your pick, because I definitely got some comments about who they're playing. Um, but I'm gonna say that it's not the best division. Um, I I gotta think of what is. Obviously, you're gonna say the Jets just got a big win. They did. Zach Wilson has looked good in his two games back. They were playing against a Dolphins team with no X, obviously still no Byron. They're playing with fourth and fifth string DBs, um, playing with a third string quarterback. Okay. Teddy played one play, got hit, and never saw the field again. Um, I think they're looking good. I mean, I just think the middle of the pack, that they're average above average right now. Especially even with Teddy right now, the best I think the Dolphins are above average, good team. Yeah. And the same goes for the Patriots at their peak. They're a good team. And the same thing for the Jets at a peak, possibly. <laughs> not saying it, they might be a good team. Listen, I, and obviously the Bills, obviously Super Bowl contenders. But I don't know. Is right now after last week. You might say, I might say the NFC East. That's what I was gonna but say. You're gonna outside say the of commanders the, outside of the NFC, I don't know what division right now. I would. I mean, you could. I could. You could argue the AFC West just because the Chiefs and the Chargers are so yeah. top heavy. But like at the bottom of that, of that division, we, we Broncos, just talked about Raiders. the Broncos and the Raiders just blew a seventeen point lead. Like, listen, bro. I mean, they, it's a seventeen point lead against Patrick Mahomes at the end of the day. I mean, come on, that's still, never safe. I agree with you. I agree with you. I do get you, Sam. But it's a seventeen point lead. Like, come on, bro. And Josh Jacobs was running the ball really, really good. Oh my uh, gosh. But listen, Josh Jacobs but, turned that clock back. He did. He tried to get that contract, man. They didn't extend him. He was like. Person with B. Lou and Zeus again, but we know what the Bills are. Super Bowl contenders, one of the best teams in the NFL. The Dolphins, Tua comes back. 
the reports are saying it's like he's not gonna die it's the concussion like wasn't life-threatening like he should be back within a few weeks that defense gets a little healthy Tyreek Hill, I know he kind of had a he had a walking boot on he, or something. He got rolled yeah, his ankle I think or like something. Two, they say that injury is like two weeks. Yeah, listen, saw an IG doctor on it. <laughs> in a few weeks, the Dolphins get back healthy to where, how they were looking earlier in the season. The Dolphins they were looking like they could potentially be a playoff lock. They beat the Bills, big one over over the Ravens. They looked like they had all the momentum against the Bengals until Tua went out. So the Dolphins have showed us they can put up the points with the best of them. And that they're a really good team. The Jets. Zach Wilson's back. They got the momentum. Two wins that... I'm not going to say they should have win, but they needed to win. And they did win those games. So that's really going to help, you know, the morale and everything going on in New York. They're winning. That's something they're not used to. That's good. And then the Patriots. I, I know I was lower on them, but coming into the season, you were like, we got to give Belichick his respect. That's like, he's going to find out a way in. He's proven you right. He just held the best offense in football to zero points. Now, it was at home. But, I mean, he's showing that even with a third-string quarterback, Bailey Zappi, looking like he can take – looking like he's Mac Jones. I mean, they're really not missing the a step in that QB. system. You know, Ramondre Stevenson was running all over the lines. Danny Harris went out, but hopefully he gets back healthy. I, th- I that, think he's definitely out next week. Yeah. He gets back healthy. That run game could be really, really dangerous. And, I mean, going into the playoffs, that's what win games. The Patriots have a good defense. Jack Jones, the rookie, is playing like the defensive rookie of the year right now. He's locking up. The Patriots always just seem to find, you know, like some random-ass corners from nowhere. They just play super good. I mean, that's just what they do. And they have a really good run game. So, listen, one through four, I think the AFCs can't make a – they can make an argument for the best division, but I am going to say it's the NFC East. But, all right, after last night's game, Chiefs came back 17 points. Travis Kelsey just with four touchdowns. Are the Chiefs the clear Super Bowl favorites right now? Um, That's not a hot take, but clear, if, if you're going to throw the word clear in there, I would say hot take. Because of the Bills, possibly the Chargers and whatnot, but you're you're you'd be dumb to overlook them and be like, oh, they lost Tyreek Hill. It doesn't matter at the end of the day. Travis Kelsey's gonna get open. He's quote unquote aging. They said before this season, uh, it didn't look like it. Jared McKinnon was running the ball. I'm like, what is going on? Clyde Edwards has been a passing down back. That Pacheco's Mahomes looking nice too. The rookie loves Pacheco. They love him, too. They got a nice committee over there. They trust all three of their backs. I saw Juju. He he grabbed a couple last night. Yeah, he got involved. MVS caught a few. MVS. Everyone. I mean, you look at it. Mahomes is going to find Tart. Like, it's Patrick Mahomes. Last year was a down year. Mahomes threw a couple interceptions. Like, maybe league average. I don't know. He wasn't sitting there throwing, like, three interceptions for the whole year. And everyone's like, ah, Mahomes isn't him anymore. He clearly showed that Mahomes is him. Like, it doesn't matter who he's throwing to. He has Travis Kelsey. You saw it against the Bills, that last drive, game-winning field goal. Um, the last drive in the fourth quarter, the game-tying field goal, send it to overtime, then win it again. You you saw he went to Travis Kelsey. That, that's yeah. his guy. That's who yeah. he's looking for. That's his favorite target. I mean, end of the day. Chiefs, you'll see him in the AFC Championship game. 
keep in mind, Browns were one call away from uh, beating Chiefs in the playoffs and two I, years ago. I think kind of to what you mentioned like last year, you said, like, yeah, Mahomes had a down year. He kind of looked bad. He threw a few interceptions. And I, I think you can really, you know, point that to being where we saw a big shift in, you know, how defense was played in the NFL last year. And it goes back to how the Bucks beat Mahomes. Now you basically see every team running at cover two, too high safety. You're not beating us deep. Like you got to hit the checkdowns. And against the Bills last year, I'm pretty. The Bills beat the Chiefs. I'm pretty sure in um in the regular season, but in the playoffs, you know, the Chiefs came back and beat them in like arguably the greatest game ever. But during the regular season, that's kind of where we saw like that that you know drop off or fall off with Mahomes, where he went against an elite defense. You know, the Bills are kind of you know they're the ones that made that two safety high look really really popular now. You know, they had um Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer, although I know. Hyde is out now, but before that's that's kind of what you know the Bills are known to run in when the league kind of changed and that was like Mahomes like Kryptonite or like Mahomes can't beat the too high like he can't take the check down or he's only can hit Tyree Kill like fifty yards down the field, but I think we've seen this all season Mahomes and Andy Reid they they worked on that they knew coming into this season that's all they were gonna see was a too high safety, so now with no Tyree Kill. Mahomes kind of has no choice but, you know, to hit those short reads over the middles, look at the checkdowns more. And I think we're seeing a more efficient Patrick Mahomes now. I will say you said the Bills invented it. Uh, one guy, I'm, I'm going to say it again, fired Joe Woods. But I think he started in the 2020 playoffs against the Chiefs. They they just played back. They just let the Chiefs beat him short. Uh, Mahomes got away with one deep ball against them. Obviously, I vividly remember that whole game, but <laughs> well, yeah, but you know, it, it, Todd Bowles made it in the Super Bowl. That was like the big thing, you know. You're like, right? I mean, yeah. and that, that's what every defense started. Like every yeah. defense, and not not even against the Chiefs. Like everyone runs that now. Yeah, like Josh Allen, you got to play bro too high. Like ninety-eight yards to Gabe Davis. Can yeah. I just Gabe Davis UCF product <laughs> three <laughs> catches for like one hundred and seventy yards? They're like two touchdowns. Just stole it right out of Mika. Sorry, Fitzpatrick's hands, bro. <laughs> But you, you, you got another hot or not for me. Yeah, yeah, one more, one more. Hot or not, there's no dominant team right now in the NFL. That's not a hot take. I mean, you're sitting here six weeks into the season. You're going to say probably the Eagles. I mean, it's the NFL. You can't be a for sure win team. Do you remember when the when the Chiefs lost the Super Bowl against the Bucks? It was me and you. We were talking. We were like, oh, are you really going to bet against the Chiefs? They're clearly the most dominant team, like, to ever play football. Like, they don't lose, this and that. And they went out and lost to the Bucks. I mean, it's, it's NFL football. You go out there every Sunday. The opponent has a chance to win no matter how bad you think their team is. Yeah. There's always a chance to win. You could be dominant, but you can never just be that team that's never going to be. In that. There's one undefeated team ever. For a reason, it, it right. I would say it's a hot take, a hundred percent of the time. So I'm not even gonna, not even getting into that. I know what you were thinking. What was I thinking? You were thinking, oh, this man gonna bring up the Dolphins again, bro. Like only <laughs> I undefeated. Mean, all Dolphins fans do bring that up. I don't. I could care less. Majority of them were never even alive to see that happen. Bob Greasy man. But yeah, I do agree that right now that. Even though the Eagles, my favorite team, is undefeated right now at five and zero, I really, I really don't think they've been dominant 
in their wins. I think in some of them they have, but I really just think their wins have just came down to them, you know, playing better football, better coaching, and just finding ways to win the game, not really dominating. And, th- and that's the thing. You got to find ways to win football games. You can never dominate in a whole season every quarter of 17 games, bro. It's too much of a toll. It'll never happen. Well, yeah, but I feel like in pe- like dominant football teams, like, no, in the, you had made a good point. Like, it is the NFL. Like, teams are going to lose. But, I mean, like, last year, when the Bengals were hot, they felt like a dominant team. Like, that Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase connection, it just yeah. felt like nobody could stop it. I agree with you. Brady and the Patriots, for, like, however many years, they were a dominant team. You knew... Bill Belichick was going to take away right. your best player, and Tom Brady was going to go out there, play efficient football, throw the ball around, and win the game. Now, you know, there was times they lost and stuff, but kind of when Patrick Mahomes first came in, they, the Chiefs really felt like a dominant team when they had that first Super Bowl win. You're the right. Packers at times have really felt dominant. You know, they've lost like three games multiple seasons. Like, you just knew the Packers were going to go out there. They were going to win that division. I feel like now... There's a lot more diversity in the NFL. It's, it's everyone, anyone could go up for grabs. I mean, it's anyone's year. Yeah. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. But that that was it. You ready to get into predictions? Yeah, man. Let's lock in Thursday night football. When you just thought it couldn't get any worse, folks. I, I was thinking the same exact thing. <laughs> we were sitting there. I was talking to one of my homeboys, and he was like, oh, I can't get any worse. My coworker pulled out the next Thursday night game, and I was like, "Yo, this shit could get worse." For last Thursday, after that game, if you would have asked me, like right after, like come up with a worst Thursday night football game, oh, the like, NFL got it for us. This dead ass might have Roger been the Goodell game I looked got up. it. Like not even looking at the schedule, like I, Commanders versus Bears, that would have been like the pig. Yep, the Washington Commanders in Chirac against the Bears. I got, I got the Commanders Thursday night football. I, I don't know. You were talking like it's gonna come down to home field. It could. I'm just honestly rolling the dice on this one with the Commanders and maybe for Carson Wentz to step up after his coach called him out. Yeah, I just I genuinely think right now the Bears are playing better football than the Commanders. Um, last week Justin Fields he broke our he broke our number. He had 300 yards last week against the Vikings passing. Yeah. You know, I saw that catch by Darnell Mooney, and I was yeah. thinking, I was thinking, I didn't even know, I didn't look at his final stat yeah, line. Yeah, but. He, he had a, he had three about three hundred yard, I think right around three hundred exactly. Nah, they played they played the, the Vikings two oh eight, so he never he, he didn't go over two twenty five. He only had two oh eight. He probably had a, like a hundred rushing. Oh, I must have been looking at it wrong. I thought it was like two eighty something. 118 QBR though. I mean, Justin Fields, he did his thing. That's his highest QBR of the season. He's averaging a 76. He had oh, 208 through the year. I'm tripping. He had a big run callback, too. That was like callback um, like holding or something. He went 47 yards, averaging six yards of carry. It's and that final drive, he played. He was playing really good. He made some big throws, but it just came down to um the receiver just got the ball stripped out of his hands instead of running out of bounds. But I just think, you know, the Bears at home, their defense has been playing feisty. And it really just comes down to, you know, I think the Bears head coach believes in their quarterback and the commander's head coach doesn't believe in theirs. I mean, we saw what Ron Rivera said when he was asked about, you know, why aren't the commanders playing like or playing up to the level that the rest of the teams in NFC East are? And he simply just said quarterback. 
which I think that does have a a big big effect in it. But I mean, the Commanders just haven't been good like all around on the ball. They come into the year on paper, they have like the best defensive line. They really haven't been generating any. Under pressure so much. He's one of the most sacked quarterbacks in the league, and he's really not making good decisions under pressure. So, I, I think the Commanders could win. I mean, we saw in Week One they scored a bunch of points, but at the end of the day, at home. Moving on, Baltimore Ravens at MetLife against the Giants. The G-Men. You saw Lamar Jackson against the Bengals Sunday Night Football. Um, he did his thing, took the game in his own hands. And you saw Justin Tucker. He said he's a system kicker. Um, <laughs> Wait, what? You didn't see that? He said, oh, you know, perfect snap, perfect hold, laces. Wait, who said out. that? Who said Justin that? Tucker. Said that he said he he's a system, system kicker. kicker. He said that the uh, ball basically kicks itself. I mean, technically, we, we can't argue it because we've never seen him on another team. So Does he, does he want to take over Kate York's job in Cleveland and uh, – he could come be a system kicker for us because we need that, it. That's why you draft a rookie kicker, man. Yeah, he's not. Week one had our hopes high, and now um, our only hopes in Cleveland zero, is huh? the Guardians right now facing Garrett Cole. But I got the Ravens, man. They played good against the Bengals, who you picked to win the Bengals last week. I said the Ravens. We know that sometimes the they Bengals can't get it done. should have won. They should have, 100%. But Lamar Jackson just keeps playing up. To his MVP uh, level, he right did now, not have a good game last. He last didn't, but I mean, he got the job the done. Final drive, he did exactly. But before that, he played bad. He had a bad interception. He missed two touchdowns, two bad, like two bad misses. He was not having a good game. But I, I got to give it to him on the final drive. He got it done with his legs. He was running all over the Bengals. And I mean, end of the day, Zach Taylor is why the Bengals lost. <laughs> him and uh. Him and Mahomes up there for MVP race. The Giants, they're able to squeak one out against the Packers on a good defensive play. Um, I just don't think against Lamar Jackson you contain his his mobility. Nor do I really think the Giants should be. What are they four and one? Like yeah, I got the Ravens on the road. I do also have the Ravens on the road. I mean, I believe in Lamar Jackson more than I do Danny Dimes. But I think this game will be a lot close. I think it'll be a competitive game. I think it will be like, I think honestly the Giants can keep this game within a touchdown. Now I don't think it might not come, you know, down to the very very end. But I think it will be a competitive game. The Giants are playing really really good right now. Brian Dable is looking like he might, you know, he he was the answer to the head coaching job that the Giants just seem to not have gotten right since they fired fucking Tom Coughlin. Like, it's been that long, you know. But hopefully it's looking like Brian Dable is that answer. He's got those guys playing really good. They're well coached over there. That run game is super, super strong. And, you know, Daniel Jones, he just has to – they're asking him to be a game manager, you know. And that that was that's a really interesting – kind of point because Brian Dable last year he was with the Bills running that Bills offense and he he had arguably the most talented quarterback in the league Josh Allen in terms of you know just pure arm strength being able to have one of if not the strongest arm in the NFL and just being such a physical force on the ground being able to run through people being such a big imposing quarterback 
to Daniel Jones, where he's like the complete opposite of Josh Allen. He's limited arm talent wise. He can't make all the throws Josh Allen does. And where the best thing that Daniel Jones does is run. He's not a physical bruising runner like Josh Allen is. Daniel Jones, he's trying to run by you, you know. So I think it's really interesting how Brian Dable was able to make that shift from, you know, one of the top, if not the top talented quarterbacks in the league to one of the bottom quarterbacks to where, you know, he was kind of able to like carve out a game manager role for him. So I think, you know, the Giants, the Giants have a bright future, but I just think the Ravens, I think that was a big win for them last uh, Sunday night against the Bengals. They figured it out. They got it done. And I think they, the Ravens start rolling. They win a few games on here. They get a, a good winning streak. Lamar plays better against the Giants. And I, I think the Ravens do come out in a close one. The Ravens take sole possession of first place in the North. Divisional win. You talked about a big one. Moving on, the Jags going over to Indianapolis against the Colts. It's week six. This is the second time they're playing each other. Yeah. Um yeah, shut out the first time. Yeah. Obviously you're coming back with the revenge. I'm steamrolling with the Jags. Uh the Colts just don't look like too good at all. Is JT gonna play? Probably. Hines, I don't even know after I started him last week and he just went out with that terrible concussion. Uh I got the the Jags, hopefully their offense. Plays a little bit better this week. T-Law, get the weapons involved. Kirk really didn't do too much last week. No one really did anything. Yeah, the the running game was kind of non-existent. So I'm kind of looking for them to step it up a bit. The Colts, I'm just not buying into Matt Ryan and unless he's force-feeding Michael Pittman for 30 throws or Jonathan Taylor's Not even Michael off. Pittman at this point. It's fucking Alex Pierce, Alec Pierce, bro. He's like yeah. the rookie from Cincinnati. He's the one that's been having a few good... good a few good games the last two or three games. Michael Michael Pittman hasn't even really been getting that many looks. Yeah, he hasn't. And at the end of the day, I just I'm not buying into the Colts after I had those high hopes for him. I just I've seen enough from them almost. Yeah, I mean, if the Jaguars don't lose to the Texans at home without scoring a touchdown, I feel a lot better. The Colts go on the road. Against Denver, I mean, I know it's it's the Broncos. We saw the game; it was ugly. But I mean, when it it comes down to it, like you said, you just gotta find ways to win games. And the Colts found a way to win that game in Mile High. Although the team might not be that good, that's never an easy place to play. I I I just really think, especially after getting embarrassed by the Jaguars earlier in this year, not scoring any points at all. I think the Colts, you know, they have something to play for. You know, they don't want to, you know, get swept by the Jaguars. At home, I think they'll be a little more comfortable. And Trevor Lawrence has got to turn it around. He looked really hot to start the season off. But last week, not the best. I just I, I just think the Colts, they find, out, they find a way to get it done at home. Yeah, you said it. The Colts obviously want vengeance. The Jaguars got to have a chip on his shoulder as well. Not against the Colts, but after what happened last week to the Texans. Yeah. Moving on. Cincinnati Bengals in New Orleans at the Superdome against oh, no, the Saints. The Browns, Browns, Browns games. Oh, Pat. Yep. My bad. Got ahead of myself. Damn, you don't want to talk about the Browns They're that bad right now? Dude. All right. Well, I'll get straight to it. The New England Patriots on the road at First Energy Stadium against the Cleveland Browns. 
I picked the Browns. Um, first off, Stevenson probably have like 15 carries, four, 400 yards on the ground. Yeah, Eckler went crazy. The Browns had the most missed tackles, and I don't think anyone on the defensive uh, tackle position had more. Sorry, Ramirez struck out. Uh, I don't think they had a lower grade. Everyone was 40 or below at the defensive tackle position. There was no effort, no heart from that tackle position. Once again, a Joe Woods coach defense. Miscue after miscue after miscue. They have no discipline. And it's not just Joe Woods at this point. Kevin Stefanski, his team has zero discipline whatsoever. It's just they go out there and they play. Like it's, <laughs> like it's just pick up football. Like he calls good plays. Like, yeah, cool. But there's zero discipline in this team, and there's no execution. None. There's just it's so bad to watch week in and week out. Jacoby Brissett, you put the ball in his hands at the goal line to throw an interception. Okay, cool. Your defense comes out, and the Chargers gift wrap you the ball in their own territory on fourth and two. Your defense comes through, gets a stop. You're like, okay, that's big. What do you do? First down, incompletion. Second down, what do you do? You got Kareem Hunt in the game. Now, Kareem Hunt, good running back, above average. Obviously, I think they're the best duo in the league. But you have Nick Chubb, who has 400 yards after contact this year. 400. He has 500 yards rushing. And Nick Chubb's not in the game. Second down and 10. You hand the ball off to Kareem Hunt. Then you force a no huddle. Make Jacoby Brissett throw the ball again. Has to be towards the boundaries because it can't go in bounds. It can't go up and clock it. They got to run a field goal unit. What does he do? He throws an incomplete pass. Katie York, 50 plus yards, wide right. It, it, I don't know how you do that in that last drive. Nick Chubb not in the game. It, Nick Chubb was having a field day running. And Kevin Stefanski, just, I don't know. The, the Browns below. But I picked them. Story of a Browns fan. Um, this was a very, very close one for me. I originally had picked the Browns, but then it, it it just came down to kind of what you said: the Browns not being disciplined, them not being able to close out games. They the Browns legitimately, like seriously, right now could be five and zero. They like, were at fourteen nothing too against the Chargers. The Browns. Easily could have been five and zero right now, but it just comes down to them not being able to finish games, like you said, and not being disciplined, not executing. And against the Patriots, they're probably going to be one of if the not the best team when it comes to finishing games, executing, being disciplined, playing smart and good football. Coached by arguably the good, the greatest coach of all time. So when you when you put those two together, I just think you know that good good football is always gonna beat sloppy football, and I, I think it could be a close game. And Ramondre Stevenson has been looking hot, and the Browns' run defense has not been that good at all. So I think the Patriots run the ball a lot, kind of win that time of possession, play really good defense. I don't think they can slow down Nick Chubb because right now he's just he's looking like the best back in the league. Well, I think they do their best to bottle him up so that Nick Chubb doesn't beat them. And I think also in another close game, the Patriots kind of they they out they outstand the Browns. 
Yeah, Nick Chubb's in his own world. And the Browns, I forget who it was, but they just signed a D-tackle. Um, and obviously got Deion Jones. Saw people saying washed. Said the oh, same thing about Clowney. Um, hopefully. You need Chad Thomas back, man. Yeah, all right. Major, <laughs> Major nine. nine. Chad Thomas, third-round pick. That was John Dorsey's doing. All his picks were basically busts. Uh, I'm pretty sure Corey Coleman was one of them, too. Corey Coleman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Moving Dude, on. He was good until that one drop on fourth down. Like, the one was, drop on decent. fourth down that ruined his career ruined his career and i mean the browns went defeated that year because yeah, he catches won, that yeah. ball they win i mean wasn't that deshaun kaiser at quarterback that probably, year bro it was a rotating it was like deshaun kaiser probably like i don't even know bro. who was that other quarterback fuck i think he was yeah. from like usc bro oh uh oh, man cody kessler cody kessler yeah, yeah. Cody kessler. man it was just a revolving door with them qbs bro i cody remember kaiser kessler. came in one game balled i'm like all right oh, he's man. the guy uh, still wanted the Browns to take Teddy Bridgewater over Johnny Manziel. Maybe they would have never went defeated. Johnny but. football. Moving on, the Cincinnati Bengals in New Orleans. Before I got ahead of myself, playing the Saints. Bengals after last week, you said Zach Taylor should take the blame for the loss. They just got to come out and play better. The they Saints. Do. The Saints, obviously. Uh, Taysom Hill getting a little more involved. Like what they're doing with Taysom Hill over there, especially with Jameis out. I mean, when Andy Dalton's your quarterback, you just want to get the ball to somebody else. Exactly. I, I mean, they were looking pretty good. Just keep it rolling. But at the end of the day, the Bengals, I, you're going to have to see them come back to form, or at least somewhat decent, and get the job done and win a game. I think this is a turning point for the Bengals either way if they win. Obviously, I think they could turn their season around and compete for a playoff position. Mm -hmm. If they lose this game, I don't think they really have what it takes to make the playoffs unless they somehow find a way to beat the Ravens again, the Browns twice, the Steelers, and just win their divisional games with sweeping the rest of the year. Yeah, I kind of agree with everything you just said. The Bengals, this is kind of like a, a do or die. To where last week it was a do or die for both teams, but I think it was more for the Ravens than it was the Bengals last week. But this week, since they lost, you know, we it really they just they, this is a game they should win. They they have to win. The Saints, kind of like you said, they look good. They've been playing some scrappy football. Honey Badgers have been a nice addition in the back end for them. He's been making plays. Cam Jordan kind of got active last week too, so it was good to see him back making plays. But I, I just think. Zach Taylor has to believe in his team and has to like just stop calling like it's when I was watching the Bengals game like and I wasn't even I wasn't watching this game like fully invested I was like on and off you know I was I was like on my phone like on my laptop you know just like I just had it on the background like every time I looked up there was only one of three plays being called on offense for the Bengals it was either a run up the middle and Joe Mixon has had like the worst rushing season out of any running back this year. He has he has I don't know if it's the most carries, but he's up there in carries and he's only averaging like 2.7 yards per carry, which is bad. He's like they're not blocking at all for him. So it's either that, like a bubble screen to Jamar Chase, or Joe Burrow is just throwing up a prayer down the sideline. Like I don't that offense just really doesn't seem like it's like 
it's doing a good job getting his players open, and you have talent on that roster to get open. I know T. Higgins was banged up last game, and he couldn't really come back, and that hurts. But, I mean, you have Joe Burrow at quarterback. You have Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon out of the backfield. Hayden Hurst is looking like a good addition to that offense. He's getting involved. But I, I just think you have to, you know, be more creative and believe in your playmakers down the field more. And hopefully this week the Bengals can do that and Joe Burrow can make plays. The offensive line has been a little better than in the past few weeks, but he Joe Burrow still under pressure getting hit. I, I just think the Bengals, they have to go down to New Orleans this week and take care of business, and ultimately I do think they get it done. He's averaging 3.1 yards per carry. Oh, okay, so he brought it up a little bit the other night. <laughs> 96 carries. That's, yeah. Uh, moving on, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. At, once again, still don't know what it's called, Steelers Stadium. Uh, they're playing the Steelers. <laughs> Home game for the Heinz Steelers. Field. Yeah, Heinz Field. <laughs> He's still going with that. Um, I got the Bucks here. Saw the Steelers last week just kind of um, first drive had the Bills backed up. And you're sitting there like, well, damn. I mean, had him like third and 18. I don't yeah. know. Something ridiculous. I think he, he muffed the, the Kick was muffed or something like that, and they got it close to the goal line. The Bills, is yeah. that what? Uh, I mean, either way, but yeah, it was they third and up. long, and Josh Allen just throws a ball right into Gabe Davis's stride. Touchdown, ninety-eight yards. Yeah. Um, he ripped the ball from Mika Fitzpatrick. Weight room. Yeah, but in the next after that first Gabe Davis touchdown, the Steelers muffed the kickoff, mm-hmm. and. Bills got the ball back, went down and scored. You're down 14 nothing with Kenny Pickett. You're not really doing much with that. Ring up, Judge, sit down, Cal Quantrill. Um, Damn, you're not doing you're not doing much with it. All right, and it's not like Najee's gotten it going. If Tom Brady loses this game, I, which I don't think he will, just because. I think it's going to come down to quarterback play and just his veteran presence on the field against the Steelers to get it done. Unless Najee Harris finally has a breakout game or he's not getting hit two yards behind the line of scrimmage, the Steelers might have a chance. But at the end of the day, I just don't see it happening. The Bucks, I think they're too good right now of a team. There have been some good wins lately, and Tom Brady's finally thrown over 220 yards passing. <laughs> Yeah, kind of going along with everything you said, you pretty much just summed everything up. And like we mentioned earlier, the Steelers' schedule is super tough. It doesn't get easier, and this Bucks game is another one. Like where you're Kenny Pickett, you're like more toward like the middle of the season, and you're making your what was his, his second official start? Josh Allen and Tom Brady. Yeah, and he's facing the Bucks defense which is one of the best in the league right now, and Tom Brady, who is the greatest quarterback or football player of all time. Not an easy task. They're at home. I think that'll help. Tom Brady has a history in Pittsburgh against Mike Tomlin. They usually play him decent or pretty well, but it always seems whether it be you know controversial calls or whatnot, but that one was that game. I know it's just Jesse yeah, James. Jesse James. Yeah, yeah, dude. Oh my god. So regardless, I just think you know across the board the Buccaneers are better than the Steelers. I mean, the one place the Steelers might have them beat isn't on the football field, and it's the head coach. Where I I, I would give Mike Tomlin the nod over Todd Bowles right now, but 
everywhere else, the Bucks are just playing better football than the Steelers. This this is going to be a, this could be an ugly game for the Steelers and Kenny Pickett. No doubt. And oh, case, I, I got a question. Go it ahead. Just came to mind. I know the Steelers right now they, with their schedule and you know how their team is looking. I don't think they'll win too many games. Do, now, let's do you just say they get the a quarterback? Is that what you're going to say? They get a top five pick. <laughs> Bryce Young's on the board. C.J. Stroud is sitting there. One of these, you know, this uh, is a, a if, decent quarterback class. If you're able to get one of those top pro- top prospects, what do you do? I do mean, we see like a Josh Allen, or not Josh Allen, a Josh Rosen and Kyler Murray situation happen? Or well, what do you think? Well, I, didn't Rosen get more than one year though? No, it was his first. It was that one year, and then they got the first pick into Kyler Murray. I think it's just a little bit different. Um. Considering that Trubisky started the season, I'm pretty sure Rosen was just thrown into the fire and kind of he said, was. "Here's the keys." And for Kenny Pickett, they Who's also they also knew that coming in, he's not just gonna come out and ball like right away. They kind of wanted to sit him on the bench for a reason. But if the Steelers do now, me as a fan of a division rival, the Cleveland Browns, um. They want to waste their first-round pick, top-ten pick, on another QB two years. They draft a quarterback in the first round. Why, why not? Uh, Drew Stanton was their quarterback before they took Josh Rosen. That's yeah, all I was thinking see? of. See, I mean. Drew Stanton, that's not good. If they do that, that's just Mitchell Trubisky-esque. Uh, well, I think they've had two different careers, and I think that Trubisky sadly probably had a better career than staying it's not saying a lot it's not saying anything at all but I, if they do they just got to be all in and i mean they have weapons on the outside the o-line's still ass like that's not gonna fix it at all it's not but i think if they get one of those top picks and you know you're sitting there and you and bryce young is available or cj stroud or you know one of these top quarterback prospects prospects Coming into the draft, they're there. If Kenny Pickett doesn't really play up to par, and you know, coming into this year, he didn't have a high ceiling. You know, he was a kind of a older guy, low floor, safer pick. I feel like I feel like the only reason it might not happen just is it's not a Steelers thing to do. The Steelers like to get their quarterbacks, develop them, build the team around them. They don't this this franchise that the um. They don't really make who's it Art the Rooney he's the Steelers owner I think yeah. they don't they don't really make you know like those like brass decisions or big splashes and draft in terms of players like that so it might be hard but I don't I don't know if you're sitting there and you have that pick and there's one or two quarterbacks there but all right this year you knew that Bryce Young and C J Stroud obviously in next year's draft if you really thought you wanted one of these guys. You're like, all right, I think that they can be them in the NFL. Even if it was just the slightest possibility, I don't think you take Kenny Pickett. And NFL teams should obviously not just be looking this year's draft. They should be looking ahead, um, which they probably do. You'd have to think that they wouldn't make that decision and draft Kenny Pickett if they were actually like, all right, I want someone like Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. Either way, if they do it, I mean, 
and they get a guy that plays better than Kenny Pickett. Obviously, they did their job, but you just like I you said, it, I don't I don't think they invest that much. That's two first round picks two years in a row. You basically you could say you gave away one. But I, I mean, it, it's a game. You could have got it. You could have got. I'm not even gonna say an offensive lineman, or I don't even know who's available at that time. You could have got an O lineman. You could have traded away the pick, got some value out of it for yeah. next year's draft, and they didn't. So I mean, we'll, we'll see. But it, that's a that's a good that's a good question. It's very similar. Oh, it's very similar to it's the exact same because Josh Rosen slid down draft boards. Everyone thought he was going to go earlier. The Cardinals got him. Chosen at like, Rosen. I'm gonna be the first one to say it, bro. <laughs> say I it. was a Josh Rosen believer. I thought he was gonna. I fell for the hype. I thought he was gonna be the next Rodgers. I really did. Coming out of college, out of UCLA, you know, Josh Rosen looked like him, a multi-sport athlete. I think was ranked in tennis in high school. Listen, he was a really, he was a good college quarterback. Thought it was gonna translate. He said he was gonna make those teams pay for passing up on him. It just didn't work out. For Kenny Pickett, I could see the same thing. He fell down the draft board. People were saying Kenny Pickett could go like what number one in the top five. Ends up going at the back end of the first round. If the Steelers season doesn't pan out like they want, I mean, listen, this defense isn't win now. All they just paid Deontay Johnson. All these all these weapons, everything isn't win now except for the O line. You draft a few O linemen and get a few in free agency. All this team is missing is really just the quarterback in. I think if you're the Steelers right now in this league, you have to like you can't win without an upper level quarterback. If you're in the position to get a prospect that has the opportunity to become that upper level elite quarterback, I think you have to take it regardless of what you invested last year. It's kind of one of the things where you just have to accept your loss, cut <laughs> your ties, and you know just just bite the bullet, you know, and and do what you think will help your organization in the future. But Big, Big Sean said, "Man, win some and lose some, huh?" <laughs> I guess, bro. Shout out to Big Sean, I guess. And bring the Robo Umps in it right now because Andres Jimenez. But uh, bring the Robo Umps because this man fell behind 0-2 on two pitches that were out of the zone. Moving on, Niners, Falcons in Atlanta. I like the way the Niners are playing, bro. I like the way the Niners are playing. We talked about Jimmy G getting the ball out quick to playmakers. When you know you're not the best QB, this is how you get it done. You get the ball in the hands of the playmakers. That's why you pay Debo Samuel's money. That's why you draft Ayuk. Jeff Wilson's looking nice. Defense is looking decent. I think Bosa is he's out or is he injured? Nick Bosa? Yeah. I'm not sure. I didn't see anything. Um, that. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe not. But either way, defense is playing a par. It just looks like they're playing some complete football. Kyle Shanahan, he's going to obviously scheme his way up until – the playoffs when he just drastically falls off of his coaching ability. Mm-hmm. Um, playing against the Falcons. I mean, w- the Falcons, they beat the Browns by just, they're the Browns. So, who'd they play last week? I think they. The Bucks. And yeah, they had the that Bucks. controversial call. That- yeah, so, they, they were in two close games. But, I mean, I just like, the Niners are the team right now. And I think. In that division, in the NFC West, mm-hmm. I mean, the Rams aren't playing up the par. It's really up for grabs, and I think the Niners are in command. Yeah, um, I'm looking at just the point differential and the point spreads right now. 
So far, every single game this season, Atlanta has covered. That's because they're underdogs by probably like more than four points. Listen, they covered five and a half against New Orleans week one. Ten against the Rams, which was... uh, I I thought that was disrespectful. I did not think the Rams... I was an early, you know, advocate of saying the Rams are yeah, not as good as they that. are. Oh my! That was an easy cover, and then that, and then yeah. one point against the Seahawks, they won that game outright. One point against the Browns, which I told you, don't be careful. Yeah, they yeah, covered be that. Care, be careful. And then last week, ten and a half against the Bucks at Tampa, they covered. So, I think the Falcons at home, I don't know. I'm not sure what the spread is. I doubt it's like over. I got you. It's, it's less than a touchdown, I'm sure. If it's, more, if it's more than six points, this might be the lock of the week. Five and a half. Yeah, it's, I, I knew, it wasn't going to. Vegas knows, all right? Me and Vegas were on the same page. <laughs> Bro, obviously Listen, Vegas want to cut their check. <laughs> I, I said last week that Arizona plus five and a half was a lock. So I need a lock of the week. We, we've been doing that at work, man. I got to win. It's like, I don't know. The 49ers, they have been playing good. Their defense is like on some otherworldly pace. I, they were like on pace to be better than like the 2000 Ravens or some crazy shit. Their defense has been playing really, really good. But that offense is just what is what worries me. I think the Falcons at home... They're gonna be competitive. They're in. They were in every single game they played this year. You know, other than a very controversial roughing the passer call on who was it? Shaq Barrett that on um, tackle Brady, or was it or someone else? When that when that when they got that call, I don't know who it was. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Regardless, yeah, it, was, it was a terrible call. Yeah, it, it was a very very controversial call. We saw it with um Mahomes last controversial, week too. Bro, it was, it was a terrible call. Uh, a very controversial call. I only say controversial is because we know Brady's gonna get them kind of calls. He's Brady gets the bullshit calls, bro. It's what happens. So I think the Falcons. I think this will be a very low scoring game. Whatever the under is, fucking take that then some, because the 49ers defense is really good, and I don't think their offense is gonna be able to be that explosive against the Falcons, who are gonna be competitive. They're gonna be in every. They've been in every game they played so far. And I just think the 49ers, I do think they're the better team, but I can kind of see them, you know, slacking away in. They're on the other side of the country, kind of, you know, does the time difference play a factor? I think the 49ers, they kind of, they slip up in this one, and, and the Falcons squeeze by in a, in a very close victory at home. Moving on, Jets at Lambeau against the Pack. I'm riding with the pack on this one. They let me down last week. Rodgers usually doesn't disappoint two weeks in a row. I'm not going to sit here and act like I woke up for that 9 a.m. London game. I woke up, and next thing you know, I was literally watching Rodgers at the goal line throw that pass with like a minute and a half left. Um, So I'm not going to sit here and act like I watched the game or analyze or anything. But at the end of the day, I watched the Jets last week. Uh, I know what the Packers are made out of. We've been saying it that their record's better than what they actually are. Yeah, Rogers is gonna find ways to win games at home in Lambeau. I think the moment might be too big for Zach Wilson playing there. Mm-hmm. 
I know he plays in the cold in New York, but I think the moment's too big. Packers get it done. I want to see, I want to see AJ, the AJ combo in the backfield, just, just carry it. They got to carry that yeah. workload. They were making comments last after the game last week where you know it was third and goal, no third and two, fourth and two on like the eight yard line or something like that, and they passed both times. And I think they said after after the game in the locker room, one of the running backs were like. We should have ran it like we could have got that first down. Instead, they put the ball in Aaron Rodgers' hands, which I don't hate, but I also don't love because, I mean, like you said, you have A.J. Dillon, a big bruising back who can easily get you two yards in between the tackles, and then Aaron Jones, you know, get him going on the outside. He's, he's athletic enough. He's dynamic enough to, you know, get those two yards on the outside. So kind of pick your poison. But then again, I can't fault them for putting the ball in the hands of the back-to-back MVP. But – Going along with what you said, man, uh, Packers disappointing loss last week. I think didn't I said it was going to be close. I felt like it was going to be a good game in London. As much as I want to pick the Jets here, and I really do, I've been high on the Jets. I, I think the Jets are playing good football. If this was in New York, maybe, maybe I have the balls to pick the Jets, but I just think coming off of a loss like that last week. You know how Rodgers is with his, you know, reputation, how everyone looks at him in the media and all this. I don't think Rodgers is going for that shit. (laughs) He's not going to lose this game at home against the Jets. If he does, uh, that'll be another segment for next week. (laughs) But, yeah, I I think the Packers get it done in Lambeau. Jets just really not not good enough right now to be the Packers. Uh, No doubt, but. The Packers paid Aaron Jones a hefty amount of money, draft AJ Dillon in the second round. You got to trust them to some degree. I know it's a Rod, but yeah, you, you got to trust but, them. I mean, I don't hear Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball there. Moving on, Minnesota in Miami at the Hard Rock against the Dolphins. Um, Skyler Thompson, two glove Teddy, um, Mike White, whatever his name was, everyone loved. I got the Dolphins. He's on the Dolphins roster. No, he's not. Oh. <laughs> I just everyone loved him when he was in the ball in the preseason. Uh, but Teddy should Wait, be the back. The quarterback from the Jets. Oh no, no, no! I don't know who I'm. Th- Skyler Thompson was the quarterback that was balling. I thought for the Dolphins. Yeah, I'm talking shoot. about the one way, way long ago, bro. You probably don't even remember. Hell no. It was. Man, when I when I think of that name, I know if we ask Big Max, I, Wait, I know he no, knows who it is. I do. It was like the tat. It wasn't even like yad it up. Like I know exactly who you're talking about, bro. I know who you're talking about, but bro. It's yeah. on the tip of my tongue, bro. I'll, I'll find it. Go, go, go. Vikings, Dolphins, Dolphins. I want to see. Even if it's Teddy, you gotta get that run game going. Tyreek might be out. Mike Gesicki is just non-existent in the offense. Like he's barely on the field, getting zero usage. I don't know whether it's the uh, Mike McDaniel's scheme. What's going on over there? You got this big tight end drafted Penn State. He's got to be able to contribute to this team. X may be back. Um, it's week six, so maybe Byron. I don't think he will be playing, but he might be getting activated off that PUP list soon. Uh, Blitz boys, Javon Hollins looked like a beast. I say it week in and week out. Vikings last week should have lost to what the Bears? Yeah. yeah. Um, they made a big play at the end. 
Yeah, they've been playing close games, been losing some bad games. Dolphins at home, going to be hot for Minnesota. I just don't think they're ready to play in the Dolphins' environment. Obviously, crowd not really necessarily always a factor at Hard Rock, but that weather is. Yeah, I'm with you. I just think, I mean, if the Dolphins were at full force, I think this is a easy easy Miami pick for me but just the injuries and everything going on with the Dolphins right now like Tua is he he's still out when is he coming back Teddy Bridgewater I know he they said he cleared protocol but he didn't come back in the game is he gonna be good to go X he's still banged up Tyreek with the boot like I just don't think the Dolphins will be at full force the Vikings their offense is playing pretty good Kirk is looking good after that, after you know, my dead-on take of Justin Jefferson, he's been killing it. He's been balling since that London game where he got back on track. And I just think this Vikings offense will be a little too much for a banged-up Dolphins team to handle. And I think the Vikings escape and get a win down in Miami. I know it's not Tyler Thigpen, but it's not Tyler Thigpen. But that that's a that's, that's a name. Yeah, that is. <laughs> I I can't, bro. I'm gonna come back. I know if you, I know Big Big Max was talking about that shit like last week. Uh, meanwhile, moving on. Carolina Panthers in LA so far against the Rams. We talked about the Panthers basically selling their team. They just fired their head coach. I'm kind of thinking about it now. Yeah, I I thought this would be a interesting one. I had the Rams. <laughs> Give me the Panthers. Something about firing your head football coach lights a fire into these players, and I'm going upset. I'm feeling it. I don't know if Baker Mayfield's a starting quarterback. Give me PJ Walker. Uh, get Christian McCaffrey involved. These guys want to play for something. Cause let me tell you, they haven't played for much. All year long, and it's not like the Rams will look good. All you got to do is get some pressure on Stafford, and he looks like a lost puppy out there. So I changed my pick. I had the Rams. I'm going Panthers. It's gonna be my swing game in the in the pickums. Yeah, the Rams. They, I totally could see it happen happening. Like the Rams have like a Raiders turnaround, like they did last year, where they got rid of John Gruden and the team just looked completely different and started winning and ended up making the playoffs. But, I mean, right now, that Rams team is, both of these teams just aren't looking really good. I think this just comes down to, I mean, the Rams are at home, but like we said, does SoFi Stadium really even make a fucking difference? Hell no. It doesn't. I just think it comes down to Matthew Stafford miraculously gets one clean pocket somehow, and their playmakers a.k.a. Cooper Cup, because he's the only fucking person on that offense doing anything, makes a big play. He has a big game, and I, I think it just comes down to the the Rams are able to put up more points than the Panthers. They're, I mean, that offense right now, P.J. Walker, like, I'm, this isn't the USFL. Like, I I don't know, man. They, they, just, they just need a quarterback down there in Carolina because it is looking bad. The Rams, their defense should be able to make plays. This is this looks like a good bounce back game for the Rams, and I think they they should win this one pretty handily. But 
if the Panthers do fuck around and win this game, Brian Burns get active against that sorry ass Rams online and Matt Stafford's dick is in the dirt all game, I, I could see that happening too. Cal Con Quancho just walked two people. Uh Card Seahawks in Seattle, twelfth man. I got the Cardinals. They played a good game against the Eagles. Week six, one week removed from DeAndre Hopkins' return to the NFL. I just the offense has been looking much better for the Cardinals. They're a kick away from tying the game, and just like the Browns, the Seahawks thought they were looking. Geno Smith looked like him, and they still found a way to lose the game to Taysom Hill. I just overall as a team, the defense isn't sound. Geno's gonna go out big double play. Four six three, get the Yankees out of the inning. See ya. I got the Cardinals, even with Kyle, Kyler Murray's garbage fit, absolutely garbage. <laughs> Whoever saw that little green suit? You guys are fucking with it. Nah, it was he, like Gunna said, man. He's he's drowning, bro, because that ain't drip. Give me the cards though, and I believe it's either the last week or there's one more week before Call of Duty drops. So. You know, K1's locked. Um, Yeah, the Cardinals, Kyler Murray's been looking pretty good. They've been in football games, but situational, especially him going down with that slide last week, just not the best play there. The Cardinals are the worst first-half football team, offensive football team, and that that's kind of shows to where they're down a lot and they're trying to, like, fight and crawl back into these games. Listen, I just think right now the Seahawks are playing too good of a football. Geno Smith, like I said last week, and he's still riding it, looking like a top 10 QB. That offensive line is, I guess, out of nowhere, holding up for Geno like they weren't for us last year. Yeah, maybe they just didn't fuck with Russ. And then and they, they, they did bring in some new um, acquisitions. I know they got the rookie Charles Cross, a few a few other rookies they drafted and brought some people in. That The O-line is looking pretty decent. And... um. Tyreek Woolen, I believe, the corner they have out there, he's been balling, making plays. He's like a just imagine a fucking two. That's what they have out there. He's big, long, athletic, making plays out there on the outside. That defense is clicking. Jordan Brooks is a pretty good inside linebacker. At home, we kind of made the joke <laughs> that the 12th man will be their best player. And I think that 12th man, they finally they come to they show out for the Seahawks. They actually have a decent football team. Their team's winning games where everyone thought they weren't really going to. So, big divisional game. These teams, they see each other twice a year. They play each other pretty good. But at home, Cardinals are coming off of a tough loss last week. And the Seahawks, even though they lost, I mean, they, they look like the better team. Give me the Seahawks. Give me Geno Smith. I agree with you, and if, if Gino was a quarterback for the Browns right now, they'd probably actually be 5-0. and Moving on, Buffalo Bills in Kansas City. Game of the week, in my opinion, no doubt. Well, I mean, we got two good games these next two, I, in my yeah. opinion, some real good games. Bills against the Chiefs. I got the Kansas City Chiefs in this one. Patrick Mahomes, we saw him, still looking incredible. Obviously, Allen looking amazing in that offense. Just steamrolling uh, the Steelers last week. But playing a tougher opponent, the Bills are obviously going to be hungry. I think the Chiefs claim they're thrown back 
and beat the Bills. Going to be a good game. I don't think it's going to be a 40-30-something game. It might be mm-hmm. like 28-30-something. I'm thinking... I'm thinking... I'm thinking the over. I think a lot of points do not. Scored, the man. over is probably like 66. <laughs> it's probably something crazy. Um, but I, I got the Chiefs, man. The Bills win wouldn't surprise me. Goes either way. I flipped the coin, took the home field. Arrowhead's always rocking. If this was in Buffalo, different story, though. It's Sunday night. Nah, it's, it's a... Oh no! It's the it's it's so a what, four, four, o'clock. four o'clock game. Yeah, because yeah. the Eagles Eagles have Sunday night. What's the fucking fifty three and a half is the uh, total. Fifty three and a half. Yeah. Smash the over. I think. I mean, I yeah. said what thirty one twenty eight. Mm-hmm. That's that's clearly over. Yeah, kind of with what you were saying. I think. The Bills right now might be the better team, just in terms of how good they are. And I mean, and I mean, the Bills do look really good, but at home, Patrick Mahomes and Andy. Get out. I'm sorry, Stephen Kwan. Fuck Garrett Cole, man. There's no way this dude had like maybe seven homers all year. That should have been Rookie of the Year right there. One nothing Guardians. Finish what Top you're saying. I'm, I'm sorry, bro. Three sixty. <laughs> Damn it, Andy. That short too. porch, man. That short porch. She's loving it. Throws that's a four seam fastball right down the middle, belt high. That fucking Spike Lee in the crowd. <laughs> it looked like him. I don't know. Anyways. Um. Yeah, the Bills might be the better team right now, but I just think Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, at home, no matter what the score is or what they're up against, it just always feels like they're in games. And I think this will be a high-scoring game. Two really, really great offenses, arguably the two best quarterbacks in the league right now. At home, I just think the Chiefs, that offense, they're so hot right now. Their defense is playing pretty good bend but don't break football although the Raiders just put up a lot of points on them I mean you got Patrick Mahomes you can pretty much hold a team to like under 30 and I think you still got a shot to win <laughs> so it'll be tough against this Bills offense I think it'll it'll be a good one but I, I want the Chiefs at home and I believe the Bills are favored on the road that's yeah. crazy the Bills are two and a half point favorites, yeah, and there's no way they put them yeah. in three. I like the Chiefs at home to cover the two and a half and to win outright. Umpires just need some glasses. He's just say he swung on that. Nah, there's no way. M- moving on. Uh, by the way. I'm going to talk about this series just for a little after this. Cowboys-Eagles also might be game of the week right here. Divisional matchup, probably why I would say that. Obviously, Bills-Chiefs playoff spectacular game of the year last year. Yeah, I think the Bills-Chiefs game will be better, but this will also be a really, really good game. This is primetime Sunday night. You got Cooper Rush in hostile territory in Philly. I mean, it doesn't get much more if you're a Cowboys fan 
for you, you to prove yourself. And the Eagles, obviously, primetime game against a divisional opponent, big game. You want to win it. But the Cowboys obviously got something to prove and nothing to lose while the Eagles, I mean, I guess they have something to lose. They'd still be 5-1, and one, which isn't terrible. But, I mean, if they lose the game, no one's going to, like, start being like, oh, we should hit the panic button. So, I got the Eagles on this one at home. Cooper Rush, I think he keeps it close, but we've been talking about it. The Eagles just find ways to win games. Uh, Michael Parsons might be getting active. He got banged up last week, so hopefully that, that affects. Oh, yeah, you're but, right. Yeah. Um, I want to see with him gone, I mean, the ground game might be a factor for the Eagles. Might come into play. Mm-hmm. I want to see how uh, Javon Diggs moves around, A.J. Brown, Smitty, we'll see. Uh, I think it's going to be a close game. I don't think it's going to be high scoring. I think it's going to be like last week Eagles-Cardinals game, like a 2017 type game, something close. Nothing. I don't think that Eagles Ooh. offense, we see them explode. I kind of I, I disagree there. I feel like this is – I feel like we either – we're just going to put up a bunch of points against the Cowboys at home or I think the offense kind of sputters out and the Cowboys get a – they beat us. But I'm, you know, being optimistic. I'm gonna go with the with the first choice. I think we do. The offense comes out, makes a statement against the Cowboys, who are looking like an elite, or they are an elite defense right now. And we get it done at home. And kind of, you know, the t- the um the topic of the Eagles this season. You know, whenever we have this podcast, it's like, okay, the Eagles won, but this week they won a different way, or they got it done this way, and. Going in, in last week, that's you know the same exact thing going in. The Eagles is an uglier game. It was closer, but that last drive we had the ball for like seven minutes. The run game really wasn't going, and we saw the offense be able to just completely enforce enforce their will over the Cardinals and run the ball down their throat, chew the clock, and ultimately kick the game winning field goal with a kicker we just signed off the waiver wire last week. Because Jake Ailey is injured. I forgot his name. Some some kicker from Texas. But, you know, shout out to him. He had the game winning field goal. But how, how many you, yards was it? Oh, I think it was like a 52. It was like a 50 yard. Send him to Cleveland. <laughs> um, But you made you made an interesting statement to him saying if the Eagles lose this game, we're not really hitting the panic button. And I agree. But I, I think there is a certain way that we can lose this game to where I'd be willing to hit the panic button. Now, over these last few weeks, Jalen Hurts has looked really good, and the offense has looked really good in the beginning. We're like the number one first-half offense. But this trend of we're not able to put up any points in the second half, some of it early on, it was due to us you know, being up 24 points at half, the other team not scoring, we don't really have to do anything, like with the commanders or like with – um. Who was it? The Vikings. To where we were just up so big, the offense really didn't need to work in the second half. But last week against the Cardinals, you know, it was a close game the whole way. And you, you would like to see the offense, you know, be continue to be efficient throughout the game. So if the offense, you know, isn't able to get going early on against that tough Cowboys defense and they kind of, you know, shut us out and we're not able to get out to that early lead, it would be very, very interesting. And I feel like this is literally the only kind of win we don't have yet. Where being down, 
we're down late. Can Jalen Hurts in this offense go down and get us a win? We've seen the defense get us a win late in games. We've seen the run game be able to hold on to victories. But I think, and I do think I can see this scenario happening where this Cowboys defense tests the Eagles offense. We're down late. Can Jalen Hurts finally prove that he's the quarterback for this franchise? Is our Super Bowl window really open? And if Jalen Hurts looks good and this offense looks good four quarters and we're able to put points up from the first quarter all the way through through the fourth quarter, I think the Eagles will win pretty soundly because I don't think this Cowboys offense can keep up with the Eagles offense for the entire game. So if we're able to keep our foot on the gas the whole game and this Cowboys defense that is elite, one of the best defenses, if we're able to put points on them for four quarters straight, then I'll be happy in it. I think we will. I think this Eagles offense is moving good. They're clicking. I want to get A.J. Brown involved a little bit more. Dallas Goddard is looking like, a, if not the best, I won't say the best because Travis Kelsey just had four touchdowns, but he's in conversation for number two right now. Outside of Travis Kelsey, I know Mark Andrews is having a, he's having a decent year, but, I mean, Dallas Goddard is right up there with him. He's having a really, really good season from the tight end position. And, I mean, we went from Zach Ertz to Dallas Goddard, and that's looking like a very, very smooth transition. And, honestly, Dallas Goddard is a better athlete, so he's more explosive. But I do think this will be a good game. But I, I want to see the offense come out and make a statement and put up a lot of points on a good defense for four quarters straight. Yeah, Philly Goddard has been balling, no doubt. Oh, my God, I might just kill myself. Well, first off, if you guys watch the game, Josh Naylor up second and third. That shift the Yankees put on, I don't know what that was. Had the infield in, second baseman was in right field. Don't know what they're doing. Rizzo threw to the plate. Everybody ended up safe. Then Oscar Gonzalez just grounds out. So, anyways, I just had to bring up that shift because that was... I would never seen anything like it. They were playing three infielders in. The second baseman was playing the shift in right. It was kind of wild, but moving on, Broncos, Chargers. I don't want to talk about the Broncos at all. The Chargers, Eckler's got it going two weeks in a row. Their offense has looked phenomenal. And when it comes to the Chargers, they're obviously trailing 14 nothing against the Browns. That... Coaching decision to go for it on fourth and two. I know they're aggressive in your own territory with a minute yeah, and a half that left. Was questionable. You could pin Jacoby. It was stupid. It was just flat out very, very stupid, in my opinion. They punt that ball. It's not even close. You don't give Cade York the chance to miss that field goal. Um, So I think they need to clean that up. But other than that, I mean, Chargers, I know they're at home. That doesn't really matter so far. But I, it, at the end of the day, it's the same Broncos that we've seen. And if it's anything like last week, it, it just it should be a blowout. Yeah, I, I kind of think at this point, the um the Broncos are like a Walmart version of the Cowboys to where they have a really good defense. That defense is carrying them. But, I mean, on the Cowboys end, at least they have Cooper Rush, a backup quarterback who's able to do enough to get victories. Broncos hand, they have Russell Wilson, who we thought was going to be, you know, a top quarterback. He got paid like a top quarterback. We thought the Broncos were going to make some noise, but just unfortunately, like we kind of touched on earlier, it's, it's just not panning out. Both of these defenses are solid. 
the Broncos, I think, are being better. Pastor Tan's playing at a high level. Randy Gregory, he's been banged up, but that defense has been really, really good, holding um, offenses to not a lot of points. But I just think it comes down to the Chargers. Justin Herbert, he's playing at an elite level, like one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Russell Wilson isn't. Hopefully, Keenan Allen is back. He's missed every game since week one, I believe. Or was that week two when he went out? I think it was week one. I think I think it, I think it was two he played. I'm not sure. But either way, it was early on. He's been out. And I, I just feel like that Chargers offense is missing a piece. And obviously, it is Keenan Allen because he, he opens things up for Mike Williams and everyone else down the field. You know, Keenan Allen's running short underneath. But regardless... You touched on it. Austin Eckler started off very slow, but definitely, definitely picked things up in the last few games. Got it going again. And I just think the Chargers right now are a better team. Like you kind of said, at home doesn't really make a difference. But I just think this Chargers offense will be too much for the Broncos offense to overcome. And they just they just won't score enough points. That's going to complete our week three, or excuse me, week six pickums for the NFL season and the Guardians just left the bases loaded. One out. Um, this is going to be the moral story of this series. And <laughs> go ahead. Explain what you just saw, bro. Seattle Mariners Twitter posted a uh, GIF saying the vibes are good and at 6 o'clock. And they lost to a walk-off. Yeah, we, what, we were sitting here like 7.15 maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Astros walk-off. Vibes are not good. Did it not age very well. Um, So, quickly, I, I obviously just want to cover the Guardians-Yankees. For the rest, I really don't care right now at this point in time. I know the Yankees are going to be getting calls. They didn't ring up Andre Jimenez on that strike that Garrett Cole just threw right there. But I think that was a makeup for the two balls that were clearly out of the zone that were called strikes earlier in the, uh, his previous at bat. But bro, you get bases loaded one how and you can't score a run. They they they're shooting themselves in the foot against the powerhouse Yankees. You're talking the fourth lowest payroll in baseball, the youngest team in the MLB, and you got to find a way to help yourself out. You get the bases loaded and you can't score a run. Honestly, on that ball, Jose Ramirez hit for a double that put Rosario at third. You just got to send them because I know damn well they're not getting that in, bro. You just send them. Yankees already made an error. The shortstop with EK, whatever, IK, I don't know. However you say his name, it just forced him to make plays, bro. And hopefully, hopefully the pitching just doesn't let up a run because we can't score for anything. I know you want to say just something about the Dodgers. just... <laughs> All I'm gonna say is, you know, another top three highest payroll in baseball. Game game one tonight against the Padres, the UPS drivers, who we've owned this season, despite you know the big acquisition where uh, what was his name from the Juan Soto? Yeah, Juan Soto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was supposed to come to the Dodgers, but I guess he just wanted to lose. Doesn't matter. Listen, sticks are got they got they got hot at the right time. Right now, everyone's hitting. Mookie Betts having the best hitting season of his career. It's really just going to come down to pitching. I think Julio's got the ball to start off. Hopefully, he can start off strong. And uh, listen, 
Dodgers are the top seed. Most wins in the MLB. We just got to keep playing, you know, the Dodgers baseball. We'll, we'll be all right. That's got hot at the right time. I just I just hope the pitching can can hold up. MLB really needs to thing. change something. I'm just looking at the four highest payrolls in MLB. Dodgers, Mets, Yankees, Phillies. All four playoff teams. Obviously, the Mets got bounced. Um, the Phillies, big win today. Game one, they won seven to six. But, bro, Scherzer you... should have stayed in, um, with the Dodgers, man. He should have. It just shows. You got to hit the ball, man. You can have all the pitching you want. Negrom, Scherzer, New York's. They they was they they have some of the they two of the best pitchers right now in the game, but they couldn't hit. Scherzer was still in the Dodgers. It'd be like looking a lot better for him, man. And for everyone that says you know like the Mariners and Guardians are kind of similar. The Mariners have 128 million dollars on their payroll, while Cleveland. They have 82. The Dodgers have a whopping 282 million with the, excuse me, that's the Mets. 275 for the Dodgers and the Yankees at 264. Baseball's got to change. There's a cap space in the NBA. There's a cap in the NFL. There's zero cap. It's just luxury tax in baseball, which obviously when you have an owner who's just ready to throw his gazillions of dollars at him, luxury tax is nothing to them. So. I mean, it is what it is. It, the Guardians Wait, never. Has this been like like a thing that's been talked about before in baseball, like a, seri- oh, like a serious like consideration? The, I don't think they'll ever change it, but I mean, it's something that like has it been brought up? It, it definitely has been talked about. I don't know about in their um, discussions within the MLB, but like fans and shit have been. Talking yeah, about it. definitely. It's, it's I mean, you just buy it. it's. All bought. I mean, you look at it. You got the Dodgers, the Mets, the Yankees, the yeah. Phillies. You can't do anything with the small market team. They had the Guardians projected dead last in baseball this year. And rightfully, I mean, the the youngest team in the MLB. Uh, they showed a stat. It was like, I think second lowest or second youngest hitting batter age, first pitching youngest age. Oh shit. Mm, and Quantrell just got taken deep. Gone. Who was that? Like fucking Harrison Bader, bro? Are you kidding me? I think it was. Yeah. Dude sucks, bro. <laughs> oh my god. See, that's what I mean. You get bases loaded, you can't score bro, you a run. Do like a like a shorter version of Aaron Judge. <sighs> Go back to St. Louis, Bader, please. Oh Stan. my gosh. Stan should have stayed in Miami. That shit, that shit was broken up a long time ago. That outfield was stellar. Stan, Ozuna, Yelich. That team had potential. Obviously, R.I.P. Jose Fernandez. That was a wild time to be a Marlins fan. Was it on? What's the name on the team too? Who? Um, shortstop. Dude, they had like they had like Hanley, Jose, Emilio Bonifacio. That's What's when the they first started. The, the Dodgers, D. Gordon, D. Oh, D. Gordon was yeah, on the team. Gordon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. Yeah, yeah, D. Gordon. Obviously, he hit that home run after Jose passed. Probably like the only one of his career, damn near. <laughs> it's two seam fastball left knee high down the middle. Now you got to face Judge. That's just so. Yeah, pray for the Guardians, man. We need some help. <laughs> Goddamn, fucking this Yankees team is insane. Damn, that was a shot. No doubt here. Yeah, Bader's supposed to be like a top prospect, like young fella in the league, and 
He's playing big in big time moments. He like one eighty five this year, but I mean, you got any last words, man, before we sign off episode seven? Oh man. Uh it's just, you know, it's nice to be a fan of teams that are actually winning right now. You know, Dodgers best team in baseball right now. Eagles five and looking to make it very winnable six and And we'll talk about basketball. I have my team coming up for the next year. And I know Dude, you go ahead, go ahead and say your preseason highlights that you saw on <laughs> on Instagram and TikTok. Listen, John Wall is looking good. I know everyone's going to say he's been injured. He hasn't played. Listen, this year, healthy John Wall. I'm a John Wall guy. I'm riding with the Clippers, all right? They're my pick this year. Now we from South Florida. I fuck with the Heat. I really don't have a favorite team. This the Heat, I fuck with the Heat. The Magic are cool, too. Shout out my boys in Duval. They put me on. But this year, man, I- I'm riding with the Clippers. PG-13, the Claw, John Wall, hit the Dougie, looking like vintage John Wall. It'll be a fun NBA season. You know, bro, I don't hate John Wall at all. I actually like him. But you just being the biggest John Wall lover, it just makes me not like him at all. Um, Listen, man, but I'm go sorry heat, I man. support talent, man. Team just all hard. Obviously made no big moves in the offseason. Team's not really. That was killer. It definitely was. We got to figure out another year how to get it done and probably watch our core pieces selling the playoffs. Tyler Hero, man. I hope you're watching this because you need to step the fuck up in the playoffs, bro. You have to. (laughs) Facts. Like, there's no other options, bro. Kyle Lowry better wake up, too. Listen, man. All the Clippers get the one seed. Warriors are washed after Draymond punched Draymond in the face. That's wild, bro. Although, uh, the Nuggets could be good. Healthy. Joker. Jamal Murray finally back. MPJ's back. Joker fucking carried them to fucking 46 wins last year by himself. It's probably more than 46, wasn't it? Weren't they like a top? I think it was. I think it was like 46 or 50. Somewhere around there. I don't know. Some insane number that they should not have won. But we'll see. We'll figure it out. Yeah, anyways, man, appreciate y'all tuning in. Episode 7, Go to Go Podcast. New episodes every week. Sir, Go to Go Pod on TikTok, Go to Go on Apple Music, Spotify, uh, YouTube. Sub, like, comment, uh, share, Apple Music, Spotify. Appreciate y'all, man. Catch y'all next week. Peace.